Welcome to an inspirational message from Creekwood Church. We hope that you have an encounter with God and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. Well, I want to get into our teaching today. I've got a lot to share uh, with you. And if you've got your Bibles, go to Numbers chapter 11, Numbers chapter 11, verse 31. That's going to be our theme scripture for today. Uh, just to kind of warn you, I'm going to give you a ton, a ton of scripture. But uh, we're going to look at this story, and we're also going to read, we're going to start off today with our theme scripture for this series, Daring Faith, that we're in. And this is our second weekend uh, to look at this, this topic of what does it look like for us as believers to have daring faith. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 9, verse 29, it says this, according to your faith. Let it be done to you. You know, this scripture, Matthew 9, 29, I think it's one of the most amazing statements, really amazing verses in the Bible. The Bible tells us that according to your faith, it will be done to you. What's Jesus saying here? Jesus is telling you and I that we get to choose. You and I get to choose how much God's going to bless us. You and I get to choose how much God's going to use us. And I want you to hear me when I say this, and I'm going to repeat this over and over. Big things happen when we act in faith. And you know, we, I've known that we were going to do this series now for months. We plan out our series, and I've been so excited about talking to you about faith. And the reason why is I think that a lot of us, as believers, we underestimate how important faith is. We underestimate the power of what faith is supposed to be and what it does in our life. And I think that, you know, again, for a lot of us, um, we, we think about faith and we automatically think that it is about a belief in the existence of God. And it is that. Faith is the, the belief in the existence of God, that God exists. But do you know that it's much more than that? Faith is about your trust in God. That you're, you trust God so much that you're willing to act on that trust. Do you know that you can't have intimacy with anybody if you don't have trust? And one of the key things that brings intimacy with your relationship with God is that you trust him. You trust him. You trust him with your life. You trust him that he's going to to move in in, in different areas of your life. And I think what happens, though, is when you talk about your faith and you talk about your life and you just kind of get out on a Monday morning and you start living life, isn't it true that we try to keep our life as non-eventful and as, as, as low risk as we possibly can? In other words, that you, you start from early on in, in life, that you start to learn what's high risk and what's not risky and You start to think, you know what, I want to make rational decisions in my life. I want things to be intellectual. And you kind of bring the rational and intellectual thinking into your relationship with God. And God comes along and he starts to ask you to have some daring faith. He starts to speak into your life. Just go read the Bible. It's full of moments where God speaks into people 
And he asked them to have such a daring faith. He asked them to trust him. And oftentimes, you're going to see over and over and over that the type of faith God wants us to have sometimes doesn't make sense in the rational. It just doesn't make sense. But I I want to talk about this in this series because I think a lot of us are missing out on the most exciting possible life you could ever dream of or imagine. How many have ever done something daring? Like you did something that afterwards you're like, I can't believe I just did that. You know, there's a rush, there's an excitement. Do you know that that's the same way when, when you live by faith and you live your life out trusting God? The journey is exciting. When people tell me that it's boring being a Christian and they're bored sitting in church, I'm like, you must not be living by faith. Because the moment you start trusting God, God's going to take you on a journey that is going to blow you away. You know, the Bible tells us in Hebrews eleven six, 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. In other words, if you don't have faith, if you don't trust God, if you don't trust God with your marriage, if you don't trust God with your finances, you don't trust God with your kids, you're not pleasing God. James 2.17 says, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, it is dead. In other words, if your faith does not have action, if you're not stepping, if there's not some specific moments that you can say, you know what, I trusted God so much in this area of my life that I took some daring faith. We talked about this last weekend about the fact that, you know what, if your marriage is on the rocks and you're like, you know, our marriage is in a mess. And some of you right now, you're praying for your marriage and you are like, you know what, I just want us to be best friends again like we were when we were dating. I want us to have that romance we had before. And you know what, you're praying and you're asking God and God is telling you, listen, would you have some daring faith and actually go on a date? Men, listen to me. Like I said last weekend, have some daring faith and take her to a restaurant where they bring the food to your table. (laughs) Have some daring faith and trust God so much that you'll actually wear a shirt that's got buttons on it. That you are like, you know what? There's I don't feel nothing in this relationship, but you're saying I trust you, God. Some of you today, maybe you got an 18, 19 year old kid that. Man, like, you are like, I don't know whose kid that is, but that's not my kid. You're like, they're acting like their daddy's family or their mama's family. That's not my side of the family. Because <laughs> they've kind of lost their mind, and it's very easy to, to not trust God and take those steps of daring faith of what God is asking you to do. And there's a story that I want to look at today when we talk about daring faith and trusting God and reminding yourself to to really get into, beginning to step into the life of faith, of trusting God with such daring faith. There's a story that we're going to look at in Numbers chapter 11 that I want to read a verse to you, then I want to come back and kind of set it up so you kind of understand. So, Um, really the context of this scripture. Numbers chapter 11, verse 31 through 34. The Bible says, a wind set in motion by God. 
a wind set in motion by God swept quail, quails in from the sea. They piled up to a depth of about three feet in the camp and as far out as a day's walk in every direction. All that day and night and into the next day, the people were out gathering the quail, huge amounts of quail. And I love this. I think the Bible's one that just, it's so funny. I just, I see so much humor in the Bible. It says, even the slowest person. How many of y'all know slow people? How many of y'all are married to somebody that's slow? They just kind of, they, they just kind of move around real slow. They don't get a whole lot done. And you were like, come on, get some up about you. The Bible says even the slow people. The slow person among them gathered at least 60 bushels. There was so much quail. It was three feet deep. And it took, you could walk an entire day and still not finish the amount of quail that was there. Now let me tell you what happened. The Israelites are on this long extended journey. And they've been on this journey. God has brought them out of Egypt and out of slavery. And it's just an amazing story of the power of God and how God works and in our life. And, you know, God takes them out to the desert. And they, they go on this long journey, not for God to punish them or not because God was bored, bored. But God was wanting to have intimacy with them. God was wanting them to, to go through these things so that they would trust him. And some of you can look at your life and you are like, you know what? Our life, when I look back on my past, I see all these moments where I didn't know why we were going through this, but we came out trusting God even more. And the Israelites, they've been traveling, and um, God has just been providing every need. And in fact, it was amazing, like, do you know that God was just dropping bread from the sky down on them? And like, they, they'd been on this carb diet. And they're like, man, we're looking good eating carbs. How many of y'all like being on a carb diet? Just eat all the carbs you want. You'll lose weight. No, I'm just kidding. That's not, I don't think that's a diet. Uh, that's not the healthy plan. They're like, we want to go protein. We're going to go on a protein diet, God. And, and they go to Moses. Moses is kind of getting done with them. He's agitated. They're like, Moses is like, God's taking care of you guys. He's dropping bread down. Now y'all want to go on a protein diet. What's the deal? Moses goes to God, and he starts to tell him, he says, God, the Israelites are wanting to go on a protein diet. They're wanting a bunch of protein. And God's like, well, you know what? If they want protein, I'll give it to them. I can do it. And Moses is struggling with his faith. Moses is struggling with his faith, and he, and he starts to talk to God about it. And he says, God, even if we went out and we slaughtered all the animals we have, we would still not have enough protein for all the people. And God says something so powerful. Because see, Moses is like, God, do you really understand this? This isn't 70,000 people. This is 2 million people that are marching in the desert. And you're telling me you can provide protein for every single person. And this is what God says back to him. He says this statement to him. He says, basically, Moses, is my arm too short? (laughs) 
God's saying to him, he's saying this, is, is, it, is this too, are you telling me this is too hard for me? Moses, are you telling me that, that this isn't something that I can handle? And read this, this scripture that I read to you. What God does is he literally, God shifts the wind out in the ocean. God shifts the wind. That this wind, this, this, and I don't know what kind of play God called. He told the angels we're playing, you know, play number four or whatever. He called some kind of play. Because out of nowhere, there was this, this shift in the wind that looked like it was an impossibility. But God caused the wind to shift, and now they are sitting out there that morning. They walk out, and it is three feet deep in quail, and it is as far as a day's walk. How many of you know that it, that is a big-time miracle of God? And I want to ask you this question today, and, and listen to me. I, I'm excited about this because I love to talk about faith because I've seen it firsthand of what God can do when we trust him. My question to you this morning is how many of you in this place could use a holy shift in your life? Is there anybody in this place that you're facing an impossible situation with your kids? You're facing an impossible situation with your finances. You're facing an impossible situation in your marriage. It seems like there is no way that this could happen. You're needing and you're in need of a holy shift moment. It's a holy shift. It's a holy shift moment where God comes out of nowhere and he just, he moves. You know, over the next few weeks, as, as you are taking daring, daring faith steps and you see God move out of nowhere and God answer your prayer, I want you to say, holy shift. Try saying that with a straight face. I'm nervous again this weekend. I'm trying not to cuss. But it's as close as I can get to it, you know. Just go around the house every time God starts to move in your spouse's life and you feel the romance coming and you are like, God, you're doing a holy shift. You're just kind of going around the house going, holy shift. Some of your kids, your teenagers are going to be going around. I don't want to clean the living room. Holy shift. You're like, what did you just say? I said, it's a holy shift moment. Some of you are like, I'm not bringing my kids back to church. You know they won't forget this. But seriously, listen to me. I think. I believe we forget that we serve a God that brings about holy shift moments in our life. You know, these prayer cards that we have up here that, man, it's all over the stage. And they're people that are needing a holy shift moment. 
They're not just needing a Band-Aid on a situation. They're need, needing God to do something. Tomorrow night is our last family prayer night, and I hope that you'll come on this 21 days of prayer. That I hope that you'll be here. And one of the most powerful things that I love seeing is when I see families show up and there's little kids walking up to the stage and getting a little stack of prayer cards and they're going back and they're sitting with their parents and they're praying for a holy shift moment. They're praying for a holy shift moment that God, would you just, would you move? See, I, I, I'm concerned for us as believers when we start to make this so intellectual and so rational that we just kind of move the power of God right out of our faith. I, I want to cause you to, 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 to look at and, 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 and understand what Moses is going through this and where, where God says to Moses, he says, Moses, I want you to reconsider the level of your faith. I want you to reconsider the level of your faith, not based on your circumstance and not based on what's going on in your life and how impossible it is, but just reconsider it based on my power and what I'm able to do in your life. Do you know that God wants your faith to grow? Have you ever thought about that? That God actually wants you to trust him more and more and more, and God is going to give you opportunity after opportunity to grow your faith. Romans 10, 17 says this, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith grows when you start to read stories in the Bible that are real stories where God comes and he moves in a powerful way. And one of the things that you see time and time again is that always what the way God moves is God says, would you trust me? Abraham, would you trust me? Noah, will you go build the ark? Will you trust me? Abraham, will you trust me? I know you're old. I know your wife is old, but you're going to have a kid. The crippled guy that has been on the mat his whole life, would you trust me enough to get up and take your mat? And the crippled guy is going, would you heal me first and then I'll get up? Jesus is saying, no, will you trust me enough to get up off your feet and I'll heal you on your way? When the guys have got leprosy, go read the story again. I love that story. God healed them on their way. It requires action. You've got to trust him. This is why... I believe that a lot of us, our faith and our walk is stunted because not, we're not willing to take daring faith steps. We're not willing to say, God, I'm putting it all on the line. God, I trust you so much that you're going to come through. What situation in your life is it that you need to, to reconsider your faith is there anything in your life that you're looking at it that you're saying, there's no way this could happen? Would you dare to ask God for that? Would you dare to ask him? See, I believe that if you want to write this down, we need to believe bigger than the current conditions in our life. We need to believe bigger than the current conditions in our life. Jeremiah 32, 27 says this, I am the Lord, the God of the prophets of the the world is anything too hard for me. Psalms 2.8 says, ask of me 
And I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possessions. Matthew 19, 26 says, Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it's impossible, but with God, everything is possible. Believing bigger than the current conditions in your life. Do you know that just as 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 God calls you to live by faith, God's called this church to live by faith, to have daring faith moments. Do you know that the whole story of this church has all been about daring faith moments? It's, it's us believing as a church that God has something bigger for this, and that God, if we'll take those daring steps of faith, that God's going to come through. See, listen, when I talk about a miracle, I'm not talking about some magic that God does. I'm talking about that you have such a relationship with God that there's this intimacy that you walk with God, you trust him so much that you say, God, whatever you ask me to do, God, I'll do it. And one of the reasons why some of us don't trust God is that God's told us no. And we got frustrated. But listen to me, I think there's probably most people in here you can look back on your life that, about something you prayed to God and you're thankful today that he told you no. Just go look at some of your exes. <laughs> go look at some of the people you used to date and you're like, thank you, Jesus, that you did not tell me yes because I looked at them and they got ugly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't get offended. Don't send me an email. I won't read it. Um, <laughs> But it's, it's daring faith. It's, it's, it's the story of this church. And I want this for you as an individual. Some of you have never experienced this. Listen, I, I have seen this firsthand. Do you know that, that God, like, tore me up for years calling me to plant this church? When I'm in Houston, Texas, and humble, and I am fighting God because God's saying, I want you to trust me. Would you trust me enough to go plant a church in Mansfield? And I've told you this a thousand times. I wish I was so smart that I knew the growth that was going to happen in Mansfield. I was, did not know any of it. I just knew God called me to Mansfield. And I kept trying to convince and do everything I can. But I can tell you the moment I was upstairs in my house, the moment that I said, God, I'm done fighting this. God, I'm going to take this daring faith step. And I got on the phone and I called Pastor Keith. And in the midst of all of this, me telling him, Keith, we're moving, we're doing this. God was already working behind the scenes. It was a holy shift moment. That when I took that daring faith moment, do you know that God was already preparing Brad and Elise Lovins to move with us? If you've ever met them and ever been around Pastor Brad and Elise and his family, they are incredible, incredibly sharp people. But do you know that I didn't ask them to come? It was a holy shift moment that God worked behind the scenes. But it took some daring faith. It took me trusting God. When we pulled into this, into this, this, this city, and, and we, it was just three families, and God had spoke to me and worked. I, I was behind Mansfield High School where God confirmed to me. I don't even remember noticing that much, but I remember there was a street called Creekwood. And God called, said, Stephen, call the church Creekwood. And how many of you know that, that like, I was excited about, uh, man, we got a name, we're a church. 
well, we got to be kind of in the area of this around 360. And, and we were like, we're going to be in the Mansfield High School. We go to the school district and they tell us, now, we got some bad news. We never ran out. We have never ran out the high schools. So you're going to need to go to the opposite side of town. I thought I made a mistake. Little did I know that God was causing a holy shift moment where the school board calls us and says, hey, we just voted to start renting out the high schools. Do you want the high school? I'm like, yes, sir, we do. We move into Mansfield High School, and I'm not telling you this stuff to brag, but I'm just telling you that, that this has been something that as a pastor, God asked me to do also. But you know what? We were in the high school, and I was like, there is no way we could, like, it was about as impossible as God bringing protein to these people out in the desert that I was thinking, God, you're going to give us land in this area because land is so expensive. And I can tell you, I can tell you exactly where I was at the moment I'm sitting in my car at this light and what was going on in my mind and my heart. My wife and I had made some investments in land in Houston, Texas, and we had made around $10,000 from that investment. And I had that $10,000 and I asked God, I said, God, what do you want me to do with that money? And God said to me so clearly, he said, would you invest it in the kingdom of God? Because that's where you're going to get the greatest return. And I'm, I'm telling you this, you can tell me you're crazy, I don't know about all this, but listen, I gave that $10,000 to the church, and do you know that within months, out of nowhere, the pastor of this church, originally of this property that owned this church, that they called me and they said, we're merging with another church, is Creekwood interested in buying this? And Pastor Keith and Pastor Brad and I came and we met with them, they said $1.8 million, we didn't have a, any money in the bank. I remember walking out, we were on the steps outside, and I said, you know what, if they would have said 1.3 million, I would have tried to figure out some way to do it, but we can't buy this. 1.8 million is a lot of money. Several months later, he calls me back, the pastor, and he says, have you thought any more about it? Y'all going to buy it? And I'm like, well, we can't buy it for 1.8, but if you would have said 1.3, I would have got it. I would have figured it out, and he said, well, would you buy it for 1.1 million? How many of you know that's a holy shift moment? Because I just said 1.3, but he said 1.1. How many of you know that Creekwood having 108 acres on 1187, 2.8 miles from Target, is a holy shift moment for this church? Those things don't just happen. It takes us having daring faith. I know some of you are getting nervous. I can see it in your face because you're thinking I'm going to take up an offering. (laughs) You're like, baby, hold the wallet. Get the purse. Get it under the seat. You can relax. This isn't about an offering. If you've ever been around here for very long, you know that I I have said from day one, we're never going to pressure anybody or manipulate anybody into giving. We're not. All I ever say is, listen, you just listen to God and do what God says to you. Whatever God says, do it. And watch God work. You know, I have people ask me, Pastor, when can we do a fundraiser and we want to sell cakes and do car washes? And I'm like, we're never going to do that. I'm not knocking other churches that do that, but do you know that, that, that it doesn't take faith to do a fundraiser? 
It's not generosity when you give to get something back. You give and you get your car washed. That's, you're getting something back. That doesn't take faith. Faith is when I, I, I trust you so much, God, that I'm going to invest in the kingdom of God. And I know that you're going to take this and use this. Got really quiet in here. Maybe I need to say holy shift again or something like that. This isn't about money. This is about your life. This is about this church. This is about a God that wants to supply every need in your life and every need of this church. Do you know that God can cause a holy shift come to come in your life from the most unexpected places that you could ever dream of? Do you think the Israelites and Moses thought that the, the miracle was going to come from out in the water, that there was going to be a holy shift in the wind? Do you know that some of the most unexpected things that have happened in this church have been by things that I'm like, that was a holy shift moment because I never expected it. Do you know that the largest offering this church has ever received came from a family, a couple that have never attended this church? They've never been here. They never got to see this building. They never got to see the 108 acres. But they listened to God and they said, God, we believe in the city of Mansfield so much that we are going to give. And listen to me, they, before we ever started, they gave an incredible offering to this church. And this is why this church exists, because people like you and and people like families that have never attended this church believed so much in what we were doing. They said, you know what, I'm going to do this. It's why you serve. It's why you do what you do. It's because you believe that the small thing that you do brings about those holy shift moments where God changes somebody's life. And let me tell you something. Buildings are great. Land is great. But there's nothing more powerful than a life that has changed. It's what it's about. The last area, and I want to quickly just say this, is faith is choosing and believing God's dream for my life. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. It all starts with a dream. It all starts with a vision. What does God want to do in your life, in my life? Do you know that God gives you and I the ability to dream, to create, to imagine? Dreaming is an act of faith. You need to have a dream. You need to have a vision. You need to have a dream or a vision for your kid that maybe is 17, 18 years old and is like lost their mind. Ask God to give you a vision and a dream for them. Ask God to give you a vision and a dream for your family. Ask God to give you a vision and a dream for your, the purpose in your life. Start dreaming about it. Start thinking about it. Do you know that God has a purpose for your life? I mean, think about this. Do you think that God has blessed you with a home that you have just so you can? Some of you, listen, you go and walk in your house, and you know you came where you came from and where you started from, and you walk in your house, and you're like, God, I can't believe you blessed me like this. Do you think God blessed you and gave you that house so you could just turn the AC down to 50 and watch TV? And just run away from everybody. What if God gave you that home for you to start a life group in your house? 
that it's going to be the, the biggest daring faith moment that you say, I'm going to step out and I'm going to start a life group in our home because God has blessed me for this. There's a purpose to God's blessing in my life. Listen, I don't know, and I don't know what it is, and I think every person in here knows what God is speaking to you about in your life, whether it's with your kids, your marriage, broken relationships. All I know is we serve a God that can bring a holy shift moment in your life. He can do something through your stepping out and you trusting him so much. Saying, God, I don't have time for this. I don't want to do this. But, God, I trust you so much I'm going to do it. I want to pray with us today. And I want to ask you to stand to your feet. I want to ask our prayer team to come down to the front and Ephesians 3.20 says this, God by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. Would you dare ask God? Step out vision, the dream that God has given you. You know, our prayer team is going to be up here at the front and I'm going to dismiss us in prayer, but after I dismiss you in prayer, and I believe that there's a lot of people here today that you are like, you know what, today's not the day I'm going to rush out of this place. I, I need somebody to pray with me because there's a situation, there's maybe a family need. There is maybe a a, a situation in your marriage. Maybe it's with your kids. Maybe it's in somebody else's marriage. I don't know what it is, but you are like, you know what, God, I want to have some daring faith. Maybe it's in your business and you need somebody to pray with you. Would you take a moment today? These people are going to be up here as long as needed to pray with you. They want to pray with you. Maybe you need to have, ask your spouse to grab them by the hand and say, let's go down to the front. Let's get prayed. Let's pray today. But I want to dismiss us in prayer. And Father, thank you for every person here today. God, I I pray blessing over their life. Father, may we see you, God. May we know that you're with us. May we know, God, that you desire, God, to to do infinitely beyond anything we could ever dream of in our life. God, give us daring faith moments, God, that we would step out by asking you for the impossible, God, that we would trust you enough, God, to obey you, God, to step out in faith, God. Father, I pray, God, that you would bring about miracles, Lord, through this and in the lives of every person, God, through this church, God. Father, move in our lives. Father, we thank you for this, God. Father, go with us today as we dismiss this service, God, and we pray blessing and strength over every person. We thank you for this. And everyone said, amen, amen. Thank you for listening. For more messages and information about Creekwood Church, visit us at creekwoodchurch.com.